here from our prayer. We, we spent this time in prayer, and we will, at the end of the service at about 15, about 7.15, we're going to break up in small groups to talk, share with each other what is the Lord doing, saying, and specifically what we were hearing in our, in our Bible reading. Because when we're all reading the scriptures together, we're doing, uh, we're doing things that are in corporate setting without realizing it, even though we're individually doing it. And by the end of August, we will have read the entire New Testament together. Isn't that, isn't that cool? It's just, so we'll, we'll break up into small groups, and, and I'll share with everybody online, and those of you online, uh, connect others to it, because I'll share what I'm hearing, and we, everybody can share what they're hearing, and we just multiply. How's our heart burning? When, I, when, when the Lord's speaking, our heart starts to grow warm, and we don't always understand it till later we recognize, wow, that was really the Lord. So praise the Lord. Uh, Brian, you were w one of the first here. So here's testimonies. And what we do, if you're brand new with us, this, someone was in, in present in prayer, something God did, said, understood, a marking, they share. Then they pray it. We stand up when they pray because that way we're, we're showing the desire to receive, like somebody throwing a ball. You put your hand out if you want to catch it. And then we go on and do that. Yeah, in other words, you just get hit. With it. In other words, you just get hit by it. And just bam. So... Um, during our watch, we had in, in our circle, we had all men for a, a large part of it, and we were praying for the men. We were praying for the men's inheritance this Saturday in the, in the, the time where we'll gather, from which Pastor just mentioned. And, that, and it just came up to a point where there seemed to be a lot of, uh, a lot of prayers were coming out about, about cares. You know, not tears, but cares. And they were just coming out in those in those moments of about just things and so from that came the uh you know we started in, in exodus 33 about moses and about his the tabernacle of meeting and and then it got into to to joseph how i mean excuse me joshua how joshua was uh when moses left the tabernacle and went back to the camp he left the tent then then Joshua stayed in his in the in the presence, and we just we just was this this point, and out of that came uh, a scripture in in Joshua one, and I'm going to read it. It starts in verse thirteen, and it's it's Joshua um, reminding the the children of Israel about the words that Moses had spoken to them about the promise of rest. And it said, remember the words which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord, your God, has given you rest and has given you this land. And your wives and your little ones and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses had given you, has gave to you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed all in my almighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you and they also have taken possession of the land which the Lord your God had given them then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it which Moses the uh, the, the 
which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave to you on this side of the Jordan towards the sunrise. So it just came to this point where we were talking about that the Lord has, was, and we were praying over this rest, this rest that comes from, from, from a promise that God's given you that, that is, is, is still waiting, it's still pending. Some of these, I mean, if you know the story, there were tribes that were going to get the land on this side of the Jordan who technically didn't have to go over and fight on the other side. There was, they were going to get the land, but Moses had commanded them to go mm -hmm. with the, the troops so that all the tribes were going to engage, all were going to be a part of the, the battle until everyone got their land. Yeah. Then they'd get their rest. Yeah. So from that, we, it, it, it's, a, it's a natural, just a jump that we jumped into Hebrews uh, 4, and starting in verse 7. And it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, and he would not afterwards have spoken of another day, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God for he who enters his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God ceased from his let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest lest any fall in according to the same example of disobedience mm -hmm. then it goes into that scripture that pastor just read for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, and, the, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden uh, from his sight, but all are naked and open to the eyes of him of whom must give an account. Seeing then, that we have this high priest, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who, is not who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace for help in time of need. See, there's a, there's a rest when we can come into his presence and, and recognize that Jesus has already done it all. See, they were looking for a rest that came because of a promise that God had given them that once everything was complete, if, they would, if they'd honor the words that were spoken to them, when it was all complete, they would get rest. But we're now getting rest because we honor the words mm. that were spoken to us by him. It says that his, his word is, is, is dividing and it's discerning and, it's, and, it, and it, even, it even challenges our thoughts and our intentions. But yet we have a high priest we have a high priest who can sympathize with who we are and where we are, and yes, even yes. to the point that he says that we'll give an account. We'll give an account of, of the confession, the words that we speak. So yes. it just became evident that the, that the words yes. that we speak back to Jesus, the account that we give, that confession that we give, is what brings us into rest. 
It's not the yeah. rest that we get. See, I, for the longest time, I always thought rest was inactivity. You know, and that's, that's again, that's a soulish thought. That's, that's a, a way out of getting to do something. But this rest is a rest of obedience. It's hearing his word, mm -hmm. and it's then agreeing with it, and then holding it in the face of a trial, a situation, and, and that. So we had all these cares that were going around, all these things that everybody was talking about, and they're all, they're all natural, they're all, they're all important, they're all, they're all real. But the rest that comes doesn't come from acknowledging that we don't have any, any cares or, any, or anything that's coming against us. It comes from acknowledging that we have this word. Mm -hmm. And this word then is, we hold it and value it. We, we place it in as what we bring when we come to him so that when we come boldly, we can, we can give him a confession of, of we, can give, we can have a conversation with him that then leads us to get help. It, it's what gives us the help. It gives us the rest. So we just, after that, we just came into a place of just receiving that rest coming into a place from him to receive that his word was true. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pray. And if you want to receive, if you want to receive, step into I'm that receive. rest, yes. then that's where we'll go. So yes, Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. I thank you that, that Father, you, you have taken us out of all of our, out of our natural circumstances and you brought us boldly into your presence in a place where we can find help and hope in time of need. But Father, we come with that confession. We come with those words. We come with your living word that's, that's living and powerful and sharp and it's, and it's active. So we bring those active words. We bring those, those things that you've told us, the promises. Father, we engage our mouth and we're intentional in the midst of all the circumstances, all the, all the trials, the tribulations, the tests, the cares, the, the light afflictions, Lord, in the midst of all of it, we bring, we, we don't bring you this, we don't bring you all those, we bring you the words that you've spoken to us in the midst of it, Lord. And we bring those words back and we, we say them, we, we have a conversation with you that then leads us to a place of, of rest. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding each person of mm -hmm. the words that you've spoken that Jesus has spoken to them, remind them, show them the word of God that they carry that they've, they've, they've been abiding in and holding and, and, and meditating in, that they might now take those words and re return them back to you yes. as a confession of our hope in you. And Lord, that then we would receive rest, rest for our soul, that we would enter into that rest, Lord. Not an inactivity, but Lord, it's an active rest that frees us from the, the entanglement of the stuff of the world of the of our of our flesh and and all that Lord. so we receive from you today lord the rest we receive your word we believe your word we bring it back and we and we receive the rest that comes from it lord in yes. jesus name amen 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 ali why don't you why don't you come on up here this morning Yeah, we just, uh, but mostly for the first hour, we just spent praying for the prodigals, and we brought the baskets that have names of, of people that um, we're all going to gather around and pray in the spirit for them. And so we brought them in the middle, and we were praying 
we found ourselves like just kind of singing, like worshiping over them. And um, then we were praying for them and for ourselves, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, eyes to see and ears to hear. And we just kept, like that theme kept coming back up. And then I realized that um, as we're worshiping, like in the midst of the promise on its way to being fulfilled, but it might not look like the fruition is there yet. Like as we're worshiping over whatever that is and, and just declaring who God is and speaking scriptures and all that stuff, that that's how our eyes begin to see and that's how our ears begin to hear. And um, so exactly what we were doing, I felt like God was giving a strategy for how to have open eyes and how to have open ears is to just like fix our gaze on him and to hear what he's saying and to fill ourselves with that. So if, if I'm just going to pray that over us. Um, you can stand up if you want to receive that. But Father, I just thank you that you are removing even obstacles from our eyes, that you're removing things from our ears where it feels like it's been so long since I've heard the voice of the Lord, or maybe there's a desperation to hear the voice of the Lord. And um, I thank you, Father, that just in your presence, there's the fullness of joy. In your presence, there's pleasures evermore. And I know, Father, that as we draw near um, to your heart, that our ears will begin to like recognize the voice of our shepherd. And our eyes will recognize our lover standing before us and things start to be made clearer that we're foggy before. And I claim that for every prodigal. I claim that for us in this room, everyone watching. I just declare clarity over us and, and um, faith to arise in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 That's why I love Wednesday, because we so interactive. 12 hours of prayer makes a, a service much more partnering, back and forth, giving, sharing. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, the Lord brought me to John 8, 31. <clears throat> and it's a bunch of little pieces. I feel like he was just going like, oh, pay attention and hold that. Pay attention and hold that pay attention to hold that so first we're I'm just led to that um, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so first the Lord was just hold that I'm like yes okay and I prayed it out a little bit um, just that we know the truth and that we can be made free. And then Peter Skadanov was reading in Isaiah 40. And Isaiah 40, the, what is that? Uh, verse 31. And I just was hit with this, the, just the very first piece of this. And it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Wow. And then I'm praying, 
And the Lord is showing me, like, how many times have you not waited on me? But you still wanted the strength. You still wanted to be mount up with wings like eagles. You still wanted to run and not be weary. You still wanted to walk and not faint. But how many times have you come to me, but you didn't wait for me? And I have those things for you. I just need you to wait for me. I really want you to do it in my timing. I want you to understand that when you give something to me, you give the time to me as well. And so it, should, it doesn't need to expire. When you give something to me, I don't need you to come back to me and go, well, what would you do with it? Where is it? What, how are you going? You know, it, because that means you never gave it to me. And then he reminds me, he, I'm praying. And Abraham, he had given Abraham this promise that he was going to be a father. And he trusted Abraham trusted the Lord, and Abraham had a relationship with the Lord. And that's, I think, Genesis 16, but I'm not going to read that whole thing. But at some point, he, know, he and Sarah decided not to wait on the Lord. And they did it in their own strength. And God was showing me, he said, even when... You do it in your own strength. I still love you enough to bless your hand. But then I'm going to bring you back and say, let's finish. Let's do this the right way. Because I called you to something and I want something for your life. And so I'm going to lead you. If you'll let me lead you, I'm going to lead you. And then he takes me back to John 8.32. Or 8.31, sorry. Um, it says, if you can abide in my word, you're my disciples. If you can live there inside my word, if you can breathe my word, if you can eat it, if it's your sanctuary, if it's the place where you lay your head down, if it's, it's not a place you visit, it's like you become so my word because you live inside of it you're my disciples yes yes because it means you've disciplined yourself to live a way that is like me and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free And then the Lord says, sometimes I'm freeing you from the things that you won't let go of. Mm-hmm. Freeing you from your own ideas, from your own things that are holding you back. But I'm large enough to free you from those. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lord, I just come to you. Yes, Lord. Ready to seen. know you more. Ready to eat your word. I want to be with you. I want to know you. To breathe it, to meditate on it day and night, Lord. Yes, yes, God. Yes, God. To live here until I become a disciple, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you give me the the 
perseverance. Give me the patience. And give me the humility and submission. Wow. Yes, Lord. To wait on you, Lord. Yes, Lord. That I will not press you for my timeline, Lord, on what I think is right or what you think is right, Lord. But I want to wait on you, Lord, and trust you that the strength that I need is in you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for your freedom. I receive it. I receive it. Because as free as I've ever been, you have something more for me if I can abide in you, Jesus. And so here I am, Lord, abiding, showing up, being present with you, Lord. Asking you, Lord, to lead me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. Hey, everyone. So lately, the last few weeks, uh, from 3.30 until we start rehearsal, um, Diana and Allie and I have been having a worship watch. It's hard to say. Try to say that five times fast. Worship watch. Worship. Okay. But um, it's been so beautiful, um, just prophetically singing as the Lord leads us, scripture and what have you. And it's interesting, Petey just brought up that whole waiting on the Lord because um, Diana started singing from Isaiah 40, correct? Diana's up now, Isaiah 40, 28 and continuing on. So I'm gonna read that first. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength, even the youths, Wow, youth this <laughs> shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen, Lord. So she started singing that, and then I said, Diana, is this, it just, she was singing with such authority, and I knew it was Isaiah 40, but I'm like, that's a new song. So she started singing it, and we were harmonizing it, et cetera. And um, so... So <clears throat> on that note, so we've been waiting, we, waiting on the Lord, and the sense has been, I uh, just want to bring a prophetic word, if I could, yes. regarding this. So um, <clears throat> lately, we've been singing also at Jubilee the song, Lord, I Abide. So again, that abiding mm -hmm. word, PD, you were talking about. Diana wrote that song, Lord, I Abide, back in 2018. And then in her words, it fell like a rock. Uh, meaning, you know, and I remember that song from 2018. I remember that, you know, like um, parts of it. I'm like, oh yeah, but it's like, it wasn't time for it. It's like, it, it's like now is the time for it. And the Lord's been speaking to me about so much about abiding in him is honestly that we die first, right? I mean, it says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. And he's just been speaking to me, um, even with Pentecost Sunday, just we just had on Sunday, like that Holy Spirit wanted to like fan the flame on promises that have uh, that have died that we've that we've waited on, but maybe we've we've had to die to them or they've felt gone completely. And um, 
So he brought two more scriptures up to me, so I just want to say this is what he's saying. So in John 12, 24, it says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it only produces one seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds, right? And creates much fruit, great harvest. Um, and the final scripture was from 2 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. Uh, okay, basically, um, here's a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. And then it goes on to say, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. And then it goes on, you know, if we deny him, we, he will also deny us. And if we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot deny himself. But the first two parts of that, that um, many of us have um, surrendered all to Jesus, and we've, we've waited on the Lord, and he is kind of breathing on promises again. Um, but yes, it's kind yes. of like, a, like an encouragement. If he's encouraging you to, you know, you, if you've died to certain things, you know, die quickly if you're dying also right now. <laughs> die quickly. It will go well with you. No, but then that way also, um, then, then the promises are resurrected in his form and with much fruitfulness. Yeah. So I've sensed that many here and online, uh, online, I guess I don't know where I'm looking. It doesn't matter. Online, okay, that uh, you've died to many things that there is a resurrection there through the abiding in Christ because yeah. truly we can do nothing of ourselves, um, but we abide in him. We can do all things. And he is, uh, he is wanting to rule and reign with us and through us. And it is time. Like Pastor Steve's been admonishing us, like, like the last couple of weeks when you've been like, we've opened the door, right? Yeah. All that stuff yeah. in Texas. And where, where when he's given us stewardship to decree a thing and it comes to pass, we are called kings and priests. So where the word of a king is, there is power. And by, um, by every matter, like a priest settles every matter by his word. So he's called us kings and priests unto God. Um, so yeah, that, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. But I believe the waiting is that we're coming into this time now of um, resurrection power and his promises uh, coming back around, if you will. Yeah? yeah. yeah? Okay, yeah. so if you yeah. could stand. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that uh, as Pastor Steve was saying in The Secret Place just yesterday, that we're going to talk a lot about abiding and abiding in your word, first and foremost, Lord. Thank you that uh, there is so much power in your word. And I thank you, God, that for each one of us, Lord, um, you are the one who began a good work in us and you will complete us and you will complete it. You will complete the good work you began in us. Um, Lord, I thank you, God, that you are, you are lighting upon this uh, truth that unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it only produces one seed, but then if it dies, it produces many seeds and a harvest, a great, great harvest. So I just, um, I bless every person who's listening here in Jubilee, in the sanctuary and online, or who will ever hear this. Uh, I just bless, Lord, yes. their, um, uh, that they have been crucified with you, <laughs> that they no longer live, but you live in them, big and mighty. And I thank you, God, that um, every, every, place where they have died to your promises, where they have surrendered and yielded one more time and let go of agenda, let go of control, let go of, of just how we thought things should go. I thank you, God, that you are now um, resurrecting promises in your way, in your time, and it yes. is time. And I thank you, God, that um, so, much, so much of what we're learning in you, Lord, is your perfect timing, and that it is that what we've been talking about. Then there is a suddenly, like overnight, uh, things can shift and change. And so I decree the suddenlies and the overnights yes. because, Lord, you, you really are uh, you really yes. are longing to pour yes. out your spirit yes. upon us even more, even more. And we must decrease that you would increase. And so we, we, 
we bow and we get, we get really low, Lord, uh, that you might increase upon us, we must decrease. So we say that as a house, we say, Lord, we decrease that you might increase in and upon us. And that we just, uh, we say that you are good and you are trustworthy and that um, you, you say, do I bring to birth and not bring the delivery? And of course the answer is, Lord, you do. You do bring the delivery. And I thank you, God, that you are delivering your promises right yes. on time. Yes. And we agree with your perfect Kairos timing that is pregnant with destiny and your, your power. Yes. From on high. And I thank you. And I just, we just stand to just say, we agree, Lord. Thank you for your promises that you're bringing back to us, God, in your resurrected power uh, and in your time and in your way. We say yes to you and your ways, God. We love you and you're, you're why we do anything and why we're here. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now, let's get one up, And then we're going to go and break his small groups. We clap. In the Hebrew, blowing a shofar, the same verb of blow is the word clap. It's like an agreement. So just, just techniques, skills in the spirit. When we hear a testimony, that means God's ready to do it again. It's, and it testify because it's a spirit of prophecy. So then we pray and we release that. And then we, the receiver, say, yeah, I got it. Okay, we're not, we're not, we're not like uh, deciding how, whose testimony was better. That was a you know, patty cake, or that was awesome, you know, it's, we're not in the soul, we're trying to live in the spirit and truth, but when Becky finishes, no matter whether she does it well or not, I don't, we're going to, de <laughs> we're going to de agree with the word of God that she's speaking, and the word of the Lord that's being said, amen, with a good hearty applaud, then we'll break in small groups. Yeah, I'd like to, first of all, um, welcome Julian, I remember you the last time you were here as a little boy, and now you're all grown up man. And yeah. please give our love to your brother, Adrian, as well. And for the three men that were up here while Pastor was praying and he said he saw the, the, the ropes being burnt off, I also saw um, ropes that had tied your feet mm -hmm. that were being burnt off. And he says, from this moment forward, the Lord has freed you to go forward in life. Wherever you have met up with a roadblock, something not happening, where you felt you weren't favored, or misunderstood, the Lord says he's made a way for you. I also saw the gate of the that, that the enemy had been standing in front of for you. Uh, the Lord removed the enemy. There is yeah. no more blockage for you. You're going forward in life with what That's God good. has called you to do. That's good. That's good. I agree. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to read this. There's, there's four scriptures. I'm going to read them quickly because they're just one line each. 1 John 5:19 he gave us says the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Then in 1 John 4:4 4, 4, it says he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. And then it says in 1 John 3:8 the son of god appeared to destroy the works of the devil yes, and yes. Jesus said all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. And even like what, what everybody was saying about abiding in, in Christ, we hear that so much, but we don't use that word abiding in our natural talk. But if you would picture yourself inside of this mighty one, then whatever the world has or the enemy has 
from the world has no effect on you whatsoever. It cannot come near you. And again, he gave me Isaiah 40, um, 28. So when you started it, I says, well, out of the mouth of, I think that makes three. Um, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Now remember, if you could close your eyes and just hold your, the palms of your hand up, just close your eyes because this time we're going to stand up on the inside. It's one thing to stand up on the outside, but I want you to picture Christ standing right in front of you. And you're, and you're saying, come inside, Lord. Come inside. And let me come inside of you. Now, see yourself going inside of Christ. What on the outside of him can mess with you? What on the outside of him has any effect whatsoever? Yes. And, it's, and it also says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. It does not say that um, Jesus is going to come with wings like an eagle. It says, you will mount up. Yes. And one of the, the meanings of that phrase is, you will gain more and more and more. The more you abide in him, the more you live mm. in him, the more you breathe in him, the more you, you, you breathe through him, the more you look through his eye sockets at, at everything else. He's already wanted. And the Lord says to tell you, abide in me. I will likewise abide in you, and nothing shall by any means harm you. For the Lord yes. your God is with you, even to the end of time. Even into yes. eternity, you are his, and he's jealous for yes. you. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. That was a good closing word. Thank you. Thank you. Great testimony. So I want us to break it up into groups of two or three and share what you're hearing, what God's saying, what you're reading this week or in the service tonight. Everyone's giving voice to what's happening in them and hearing one another and then agreeing, praying. That's a huge part of why we get together and finish the service this way. So if you guys can go ahead and do it on serve in the house and then I'll talk to everybody online and bring you into speed where, where the Lord met with me today and hope it'll be a blessing. <clears throat> okay, so we're, Acts 4 I want to talk about, but just to testify, we were in um, Isaiah 40 also in my portion of my watch because we were, began to cry out uh, as the bride would be getting to be readied for her husband that the Lord would uh, give us that new change of garments to, for the new season. Not to live in the season we've been in and what whatever wasn't appropriate, but to be able to come into that new season. And when it says uh, you renew your strength, the word renew is the same word for change. It means you exchange the strength of the last season for the strength of the new season. Or in Joseph's case, he changed his garments twice in one day from a prisoner to be able to be uh, stand before Pharaoh, and then from uh, uh, standing before Pharaoh to be able to stand for Pharaoh as an ambassador. And he had the freedom to allow change to come, which has been my prayer now, especially in the book of Acts, because the, the book of Acts is the church being born, and it's now just 
pioneering. It's all new. We have the Psalms. We have the prophetic promises and the scriptures that there's quoted. But a lot of it is just this relationship that, that now is possible by the Spirit of God. So because the New Testament was not written, it was being written. And it would take many years before the letters we have are circulating. So this was a very dependent church upon the Holy Spirit. Something that we're all becoming dependent upon again because he is the new covenant. The covenant of the Spirit and not of the letter of the law. So in Acts 3, you've got Peter and uh, John going to the, for prayer up to pray at the temple and they encounter the, the lame man and he's looking at them. He asks for something and they say, look at us. And then he says, I don't have what you're looking for, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. And there begins this, this first recorded miracle. And he's over 40 years old. He pulled, grabs him by the wrist, pulls him up, and immediately there's strength to his ankle, to his bones, to his feet. And he starts jam dancing, leaping, praising the Lord. And what happens is the testimony now of the resurrected Christ and what, what is required to come into this blessing to repent and then be converted and for the remission of sins or for the, that your sins can be blotted out. And then times of refreshing. So the four R's of salvation again are repeated. Repent, return, remit, and refresh. And then again, it's going to happen the next time we meet. Every time I pray. But not everybody's happy because the religious system is now seeing a, 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 a challenge to their authority by this new name. And so they arrest Peter and John and put them in prison. But three, four... 5,000 new souls come into faith because of this miracle. So in chapter 4, which we read today, they're standing now, Peter and John, before the Sanhedrin, before the high priest, before all the relatives. This would be such an intimidating. This, this would be like being called to Congress to be in, have an inquisition in our present today or before a judge or a court. These held all authority. And they're telling him, what are you doing? And how did you do this? And by what name did you do this? So Peter, full of the Spirit, just begins to say, well, if it's what you want to know how this miracle to an impotent man was given, it was the name of Jesus Christ. So let all of Israel know. Goes on and says, and this name is the only name given to men by which we are saved. And these, uh, you can feel this, you can see the Sanhedrins in the, in the, the discourse because they all of a sudden are going, these guys don't have any of the, of the training to be addressing us with such confidence. But wait a minute, these were the disciples with Jesus. So they recognize the competence, the confidence, the boldness, the clarity was because of the relationship they had with Jesus. And, of course, they were continuing with Jesus because now Jesus, the head of the church, is leading by the Spirit of God every move. So what happens is they have nothing that the, 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 the rulers can come up with. We can't punish them because what happened is an, a, a, a notable miracle that no one could contest. So instead, they threatened them. They said, you can never again ever, ever speak that name. We don't want to hear that name spoken in any place. And again, they held the jurisdiction over what was the known uh, temple worship. So they're saying, well, you have to, 
Peter says in response, says, well, you have to judge whether it's for us to obey God or to obey you. So they leave and go back to their own company. And we'll see the pattern because in the book of Acts chapter 2, the church is born together in prayer. Now they go back to their same group and they share what's just been told them and they come back together in prayer. And they quote, this is where we get the quote out of, um, uh, from Psalm 2. It says, uh, verse 24, it says, when they heard this, chapter 4, 24, so when they heard that about the threats and about the command, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. This, is, this was to elevate God and to raise him at the highest level, far above the power and authority and the intimidation that was being projected at them. And who, now they're going to quote um, Acts, uh, Psalm 2, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. So they're recognizing they're in prophetic history. Now, again, being repeated. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Every account of Jesus' death is that it's by the predetermined purpose of God but it was executed in the hands of ungodly and, and wicked people. Now they say, Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness may speak your word. So the threats are to intimidate, but they want to have greater boldness to speak. So they ask for, and we continue to ask, by stretching out your hand to heal, so that signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So the, we want more Holy Spirit. We want more of your demonstration of who, what has been accomplished in the Christ by you stretching out your hands and the signs and wonders being done. And so it says that when they had prayed, so this prayer is completed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. So you can imagine where you're sitting right now, the, the whole an earthquake starts happening. It's literally physically moving. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So there, there is uh, answered prayer. Not for strategy to how to uh, outmaneuver, how to legally undo what they're doing to help them stop. But just God more. Just get involved in a larger way right in the midst of us to testify. So it says, now the multitude, those who believe, were of one heart and one soul, and neither did anyone say that of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. That theme is going to really carry over to tomorrow's reading in Acts chapter 5. And, and the fact is, you'll find in Acts 5 tomorrow, is it is not the sin of Ananias and Sapphira that they, that they only gave a certain amount of money, but that they projected that what they were giving was all when it was only a portion. And God, and it wasn't that to give a portion was wrong because the, the land they sold was theirs and it was theirs. It was that they created a hypocrisy. They created an image that they were giving all when they were only given a part. Had they come and said, this is a part of what we have, but they wanted to be in that group that was being moved to give all. 
And so this is super powerful. But that's tomorrow's reading. So verse 33, I want to say it and then declare it over us. And so with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. So the power is to witness the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. This is my favorite verse in almost all of Acts because it, when this is happening, when there is power present to witness the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, then the great grace starts to come upon all of us. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to call it back in the sanctuary and release a blessing for all of us. Okay. If you're in the middle of converse, conversation, that's fine. I just want to release to online and to all of us a blessing to go forward. So, uh, and that was in Acts chapter 20, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse uh, 33. Was it we just read with great power, 35? Uh, and with, yeah, they um, brought, yeah. And with great power, verse 33. Lord, we are a people that are engaged in a pursuit, in a following after the living Jesus by the Holy Spirit and belief in the word of God and the truth of God. And we long for the, the ability in this groping and growing in truth of the scripture and of Christ's resurrection. That with this discovery, you will also bring the power by stretching forth your hand to heal. That signs and wonders will be done in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We long for the place we're sitting to be shaken and for us ourselves to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we declare this will be a, our testimony that with great power, you will enable us to give witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace will be upon all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.